This morning I am concluding a series of Lenten reflections on the road to Emmaus. Cleopas and another disciple were on this road as they departed Jerusalem after Jesus had been crucified. As they walked along, the risen Savior came and joined them, but they did not recognize him. In fact, they called him a stranger. But when they got to the place they were staying, they invited him to stay with them. They took him in. And as we noted last week, in taking in the stranger, we take in more of Jesus than we can see. Now we come to our text today, Luke 24, beginning at verse 30. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road and while he was opening the scriptures to us? That same hour, they got up and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven and their companions gathered together. They were saying, the Lord has risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon. Then they told what happened on the road and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. The word of the Lord. Holy God, we ask that you would come and join us on the road of life as well. Open our eyes to see more of you, we pray. In the name of Christ. Amen. Did you notice how the guest who had been taken in became the host at the table? He took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. This sounds like sacramental language to me. Taken, blessed, broken, and given. But in a wonderful book called Life of the Beloved, Henry Nouwen has described how these words also describe how Jesus holds his disciples. He takes us. He takes us from the other plans we had for life he takes us from our disillusionment and discouragement. He takes us from our sin and guilt. He takes us from our confusion and our fatigue. He takes us. We don't take him. This is all about the grace of God. And then he blesses us. Like a, a priest who blesses ordinary bread to be used for an extraordinary purpose, so are we blessed to be used as a means of grace. We're blessed to be a blessing. We're blessed because 
He identifies with us, making us also the beloved. We're blessed even to be taken and to be held. And some of the things that that he holds about our lives we think are too profane to be blessed. But no, in the hands of this risen Savior, all of our lives recover their holiness again. And then, just as the risen Savior was holding the broken bread, so does he hold our brokenness. He holds our broken hearts and our broken bodies and our broken community and our dreams that have absolutely broken apart. He holds it all in his own brokenness on the cross. And then finally, he gives us. He takes our broken lives that he has blessed and he gives us for a holy mission. And he, he includes all of us in that mission. Again, nothing is wasted in the hands of the risen Savior. Your life doesn't start to be useful to Jesus Christ when you finish seminary. No, all of life has a a redemption, a risen purpose to it. Your former experiences and skills, your hurts and and, and your, your brokenness, your deep passions and your your lifelong yearnings and dreams. Even all that time that you thought you were wasting time wandering around in the wilderness, there is a holy redemption for all of it as Christ transforms it, uses it to make of you a ministry of grace. To make your very life sacramental. And I think this is the real miracle that happens in the Eucharist. Some of our siblings in Christ have long affirmed that the bread and the wine become the literal body and blood of Christ. And we honor that conviction in the diversity of the church. But others of us have long affirmed that it's actually not the elements, but the communicants that are changed and transformed at the table. You and me. And changing people is an equally marvelous miracle, I think. But it can be done only in the hands of the risen Savior. As he took bread and blessed and broke it and gave it to them, their eyes were open and they recognized him, and then he vanished from their sight. The unrecognized visible presence became the recognized invisible presence. 
He was unrecognized but visible as a stranger. Now he has become recognized and invisible as a savior. The risen savior doesn't have to be visible. That's why he gave us, his disciples, to the world. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.